comedy legend Frank Skinner is back on stage with his first stand-up show in four years. I think a man of my age saying my girlfriend is sort of on a level with a man of my age saying my skateboard. Live in London this June at the Edinburgh Festival in August and touring across the country this autumn. It's what I would call an Elton John joke. It's a little bit funny. Book tickets now at frankskinnerlive.com. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, who are my friends. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I say they are my friends, but we all know deep down. I admit it! Honestly thought you were just going to say colleagues. Then. <laughs> yeah. oh, harsh. I think harsh. we should change that song to he's extremely comfortable with solitude because okay. he's actually is quite well song? adjusted. Mm. Is there a song okay. that uh, has that, though? <laughs> I don't know, but there should be, Frank. I think this is a song for people <laughs> who generally like a crowd. <laughs> Come on, get those flowers in your hands. The public PE lessons. <laughs> the missiles on trucks. Yes, anyway, so... <laughs> oh, I um, I arrived at the studios today in Golden Square, London, yes. and um, the first thing I noted was um, in one of the newspapers there was an interview with um, Pochettino. Oh, oh yes, the, uh, love the, a bit uh, of Poch. The, uh, the manager of Tottenham Hotspur, um, in many ways, the, the current custodian of the all the whole black chicken ethos. Yes, and um, we should say, Frank, that's what your son Buzz called. That's what my son described the badge as. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Poch, as he's generally mm-hmm. known, mm-hmm. Um, revealed in this morning's was it? I think it was the Mirror. It could have been the Sun. It's a very fine line. <laughs> a lot of overlapping content. Oh, what a yeah. great deal of overlapping content. <laughs> Um, I mean, I heart news, but it's difficult yeah. to know which news I'm reading. I heart news, but I don't heart <laughs> that, that point in the middle of one of those papers when suddenly it's adverse for holidays yeah. and, and you can go to Las Vegas with uh, oh, Michael Greco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen, anyway? Get me on that flight. Anyway, yeah. the interview with Poch... Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, ..says that he always keeps lemons, a bowl of lemons yes. in his office... Because he feels that negative energy goes into lemons. Oh, a scientist, I hear. And he said so. (laughs) Yes, all the sourness. You know, let's say, for example, that that Wanyama comes in asking why he's not in the first team enough. (laughs) Such will be the level of negativity in the air in that, that you'll look across at the lemons post um, look, he's debate, yeah. and they will have uh, become slightly grizzled oh, yeah. <laughs> by um, antagonistic conversation. Does so, he witness this happening? Then? Well, I don't think he, the grizzling of the grizzling of the lemons. I don't want to put words in Potty's mouth. Frank, is the grizzling of the lemons the follow-up to <clears throat> Silence of the Lambs? I hope so. The yeah. grizzling of the lemons <laughs> is uh, chapter seven in my book on aging for the male body. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, it's an interesting thing, and I like the fact that he's spoken about it. He speaks a lot about the energy that we all need to embrace. Oh. And um, I don't know if anyone has He's read... Been working with Noel Edmonds a lot. <laughs> what he hasn't been working with is someone who knows the history of Glenn Hoddle's <laughs> management <laughs> career. But, um, but anyway, can I say, <clears throat> at this point, what about if we get some melons generally for the studio, just in case there are any... Some lemons. Any, well, in case any neg comes in. I'm oh, yeah. a huge lemon fan. I don't know if you're are aware you? of this. Are you? Oh, I used to eat them. I mean, I would sometimes... Used to cook, eat lemons? No, yeah. right. You know, she was hypnotised. I only <laughs> use them for negative absorption Do you myself. eat a whole lemon, though, Frank? I would. Oh, Do what? Whole lemon? No. no. not like a peach, but I would <laughs> cut it in half. Okay. Let's let's and once say... you cut it in half, I'm like I have never <laughs> cut a lemon in half without taking the end that's got the, the nodule on it, yeah. holding it against my neck and oh. saying to someone, Will you burst this for me? <laughs> I have never been able to resist <laughs> oh, that God. prop joke. But you will sit and it's a lemon. I would cut it in half. For example, if I if I was having my mouth's watering, is that normal? No, yes, Mine it is. Isn't. It's very normal, but I'll um I'll do a button up. Oh. Um, <laughs> but well, I, thought, is, I thought you were just naturally disapproving. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. Frank, I love a lemon. <laughs> I love a lemon. Well, I've oh, no, I've, I didn't see that coming. They, no. as, um, if you had a uh, a Coca Cola drink mm. and you had ice and a lemon, would you eat the whole lemon afterwards? The piece well, of well, lemon. Well, I wouldn't in have it. it with a whole lemon in it. <laughs> no, but would <laughs> what you a eat? lemon float? Would you pop? <laughs> Quite a would rustic you, bar. Tender. Would you pop <laughs> the medieval bar? Would you pop that? Let piece of lemon into your mouth. Afterwards. Oh yeah, I'd eat a little slice. But you're talking about taking on the whole fruit. I mean, God, that'd have to be a very negative. <laughs> that would have to be divorce settlement discussions. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about um, uh, Mauricio po- Pochettino. We were just uh, le- lemon adhering to the dictum when life gives you lemons. Thank you. I don't know that saying. It's, it's when, <laughs> it's when, it's when it gets lemons. bad. Like, do you seriously not know that? When life no. gives you lemons, make lemonade. That's the. Oh, I didn't know. I that. mean, the Gen Zers are looking astonished. Honestly, did you not know that? I'm sorry. I've always been a big fan of. Uh, what about these apples? Is that, is that how, do you like, how do you like those apples? I, I believe the I think run it's them up, apples, isn't yes, it? Yes, I believe the run-up is, do you like apples? Do you like apples? How do you like them apples? Oh, I've and, never and heard then, the run-up bit before. How do you not know the run-up? No, it's nice today. We're well, getting all the I don't like, I don't like, I tell you what I don't like, a ramp adage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like ones that just hit hit the ground right. running. I don't want to lead up to an adage. <laughs> how do you like them apples? That's what the thing is. Yeah. yeah. How do you like, like these apples or them apples, depending on where, where you were where you were them raised? Them is better, isn't it? For some reason, it sort of works in a um, yes and no. It's more provocative because of its um, it, it deliberately spits in the face of uh, accepted norms and grammatical mm. structures. Although I would like to point out what worries me a bit is I fear it belongs in the same Venn diagram. What's it called, Al? The circle in mm. the Venn diagram. Is it just the circle? Yeah. I Let's fear call it, that. it belongs the bit. in the similar circle to ain't. Oh. Well, the use of them in that I'm, sense. I'm anti And I ain't having that. Yes, you know. 
Um, but I don't. Uh, there's some. I like them apples. It's got okay. a nice. It's got a nice warm, warm bit in the okay. middle. Yeah. Someone's texted in. Simon King. I'm sorry. Has tweeted a picture of some lemons. I've sat and eaten a lemon in the evening many a time. Really? What? See, thank you, Simon. <laughs> Simon, uh, call me. Is he a hostage? Um, love it. Yeah, I want to tweet with a picture of the rest of his property. <laughs> I want to see what kind of character he sits and eats says, a lemon of an evening. <laughs> Um, hi. He says, love it, <laughs> exclamation mark. I love love it after 11. Yeah. I'll also have one for the vitamin C boost when I have a cold. Good. I, come I, mean, I don't have honey and lemon, but to eat a lemon... is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like that thing when stage hypnotists used to get people to eat an onion, yeah, telling them it was oh. a lovely, juicy oh. apple. Yeah. And what then idiot him. would believe that? Well... Such is the power of um, completely made up <laughs> hypnotism. <laughs> Can I, I? I have. I feel now in the life of uh, Yin and Yang. Only recently did I realise that there was no G on the end of Yin. By the way, I oh. thought it was Yin and Yang. So but, did I. Yeah, oh. but it's Yin and Yang. It's like a lot of people say Ku Klux Klan. Oh yeah, but it's Ku. Fools. I mean, that's a slightly um, more yeah. serious mistake. <laughs> it is if wise. you're writing to them. <laughs> um, sure, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's hope we don't have anyone that's uh, about to send a fan letter off. But, um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so or, Yin. Or a letter of complaints. Yes. We'd have both. Yeah. A letter of complaint <laughs> to the Ku Klux Klan. That would be an interesting thing. I really think you've gone too far. Anyway. Um, Yes, it's yin and yang. Do you know, I didn't know that. I've always yeah. said yin and yang. Yeah, so have I. Um, oh, we've made fools of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but think of all the people I've, I've educated this morning have been saying, like me, ying, fellow yingers. Oh, And yingers. now we've all been, we're all um, been corrected. I yeah. was in that camp, talking of camps. Uh, it's the intersection of two circles in a Venn diagram where something is in both camps, yeah. it says 457. Hmm. Yes, more eloquent well. way of saying the overlapping bit, which yeah. is what I said. Yeah, <laughs> and also, ironically, the least camp text. on Absolute Radio. So we were talking about uh, yin and yang in, in the context of uh, Maurizio Pochettino. Yeah. The Hotspur manager. And the reason I brought up yin and yang is that some might think that. Um, some might be unsure of him now that he talks about uh, lemon soaking up negativity yeah. in the atmosphere. I find it an interesting thing that I'm going to experiment with. I find it interesting, but I can totally understand somebody thinking that he's uh, he's perhaps not as intellectually rigorous as they're used to thinking. Yeah, you see, you're no nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think there's room for a bit of nonsense in the human soul. And let me tell you something that might warm you to, Potch. Yeah. yeah, I was in um, hospitality at the Tottenham Stadium. I thought that was your funny comedy name for hospital. <laughs> <At> the last, <laughs> the last, hospitality. The, la- the last game of the season. There was no clash with West Bromwich Albion. I've no guilt about it. And um, we were in there post-match, and um, we were talking to a couple of uh, Tottenham legends, Cliff Jones and Steve Perryman. Boz very excited. Uh, to get their autographs and all that. Um, this is my son, Boz, who's a Tottenham fan. Mm. 
And um, and then I was talking to them, and I looked, and 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 Boz had disappeared. And you know that moment when you can't oh. see where your child is, that 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 clenched stomach. Mm. Oh, where's he gone? <clears throat> and I looked across the room, and he was in full conversation with Pochettino. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh no, because he's come up here post match. He's obviously mm. he's come up to relax. He doesn't want to yeah. be. So I thought, well, this if if he's sort of off with Boz. That'll be so heartbreaking. So I went across, scurried across <gasps> quickly to rescue him. I could hear Boss, Boss just finished saying, I think um, you're the uh, probably the greatest manager of all time. Oh. At which what point, did Poch do? Poch put, held his face between his hands oh. and kissed him on the top of the head in a really lovely oh, nice. way. And, I'm actually um, going to cry. And um, Boz asked him for an autograph. And I was saying, look, I'm sorry about this. And he goes, no, it's fine, fine. And he signed the autograph. And, it's, and he wrote, this is what he wrote. He wrote uh, to Boz. He asked him his name on He says, to Boz. And then he wrote in block capitals. And he's, he's Argentinian, so, you know. Uh-huh. He wrote in block capitals, my best friend is you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> My best friend is you. I want that on a T-shirt. That's lovely. And uh, this is extraordinary. I mean, how I can you compete with this? I know. On and, the and that's front? because all the negativity has been taken out uh, of parts yeah. by um, lemons. adjacent lemons. <laughs> Well, my recycling bin's <laughs> going to be full of lemons in the future weeks, can, isn't can it? Can I tell you one tiny sentimental postscript to that? When I went to um, give Bozzy's goodnight kiss that night, he was fast asleep, and talk, talk, just sticking out from underneath his pillow, I could see the signed programme oh, nice. with Potty's signature. Do you know, I find that so lovely. I love having... A bit of footballer's memorabilia in the bedroom. Well, just to squeeze it's something, a I feel very. <laughs> it just just makes yeah, well, me it happy. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first well, time, no. obviously. But no, it's lovely. <laughs> but lovely, under the pillow, on yeah. the pillow. Yeah. But um, I, I, just to sprinkle a little bit of lemon juice on this uh, super sweet thing as we were leaving. Uh, the, the Tottenham hospitality. I heard a voice say, Well, he didn't ask me for an autograph. And I turned around, it was Lord Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> bit of sugar and lemon, honestly. It's like uh, having a big pancake, this anecdote. Shrove and, um, so, so he then came over and, and signed the thing as well. We went down in the lift with Lord Sugar. Now, how did he, how did he do this? Have you ever tried um, calling anyone in a lift? Reception is impossible yeah, in a lift. Very I imagine Frankie had some huge 1992 sort of car phone, like Dom Jolly phone. No, but when we got to the bottom of the lift, we're in the car park, the door opens, and there is AMS1, is um, oh, yes. Bentley. Is Roller Bentley. With the blokes, the chauffeur standing with the back door held open. <laughs> now, either he's been standing there for an hour with it held open, right. like uh, or there's some signal that says, I'm coming yeah. down, get the door open. Excellent. Yeah. What I like is Buzz is the only autograph hunter I know where celebrities fight over him <laughs> asking the autograph. What about if Lord Sugar had kissed him on the head? I wonder what would have happened then. It would have been a bit like the old lemons during the Wan Yama conversation. (laughs) Possibly shriveled to a tiny gremlin figure. (laughs) Oh, what larks, Mr Pip. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Ah, oh, I was just uh, showing off me potch picks. We've, um... Oh, I'll show you some of my football on. No, um, quite a lot of lemon correspondence. Oh, yes. I think you've uh, stirred up Frank Skinner. Ah. Uh, 774 has said, loving the lemon chat. I'm a full paid-up lemon fan, as the many Facebook yes. posts read the sightings of a random lemon appearing on a roundabout in working will confirm. Oh, I don't know if that means growing or are they been discarded. Are they confessing to be the phantom uh, <laughs> lemon lever? Oh, maybe. If oh, I was God, technical I've enough. I'm <laughs> <laughs> talking about, specifically about lemons. Similar to the uh, Northampton clown. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They continue, if I was technical enough, I'd put in a link or whatever, but I can't. <laughs> so someone is like the idea that someone it's like um a, a mystery thing that you someone leaves a lemon in in an odd yes, place. I imagine so, and yeah. Then I think so. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um Trish has also texted I hate sugar so I too love eating lemons Hi, and Trish. onions lush. Trish. Wow. Trish you really um You had me what at lemons. About the first kiss when you meet Trish in her um, single days and she's been polishing off the onions and lemon. Can I say Trish, yeah. you had me at lemons, you lost me at onions. Hmm. Oh, we're all different, that's the great joy of it. <laughs> and uh, 107, this I like because there's a glimpse behind the curtain contained in this. Oh yeah. Um, Frank, the hypnotist the hypnotist trick is expedited by the larger the onion, then it has less taste. Try it. Oh. Robin that's, Westcliff. That's why they never do it with a scallion. And in that <laughs> Never oh, seen a stage hypnotist <laughs> use, the, use a scallion to this day. I'm concerned that by reading that out, we've all been thrown out of the magic circle for giving away oh, the secrets. Well, I'm worried that we might have been thrown into it. <laughs> <laughs> They've never let me back I in. Don't, I don't. Like, I'm allergic to aftershave. I can't be in the magic circle. Well, I'm allergic to polyester waistcoats. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have no hope. So I'll never be. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we've also had a complaint. What? Oh, An indirect I've complaint. I've had a few complaints in my time. Well, 667 has a neighbour listening to us very loudly. Oh, oh, OK. Please, can you ask the man? I'm not going to give the address. It's in Chatburn. No, it'd be wrong to give the address, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, they, would, yeah. they would like it turned down. There, there's no offence to us, but this person listens to us every weekend. Hello, man, we like you. He, he doesn't <coughs> respond to knocks on the door. He's very, he listens to us so loudly he can't hear the door knocking. Can I ask you a question? Are there about 12 bottles of milk on his front doorstep? <laughs> I think this might be... Um, I don't know if you've mm. ever done that thing of using your shoulder to knock a door down. <laughs> I don't know if it can, but I think Alan, Alan Cochran is available for hire. I'm worried, Frank, that he was the man who they were basing our rage arts on. <laughs> turns out he's not even no longer with us. I see what it reminds me of. Was, do, they, do they still do this when someone phones the radio and the DJ starts saying in a slightly panicked way, have you got your radio on? Have you got your radio on? <laughs> They do still do that. Yeah, I love it. You wouldn't think in 2019 that'd still be a big technical nightmare. Oh, you found us whilst having your radio on. Oh man, I love it. What I'm, I don't want to go into the next into the next bit now because as soon as I press the button, the producer's going to explain to me why you have to switch your radio on. <laughs> the most tedious thing that's ever happened to me. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.
What's the food like at Spurs? Do they feed you well? Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's you know, they're, they're boom times for them. But you know, Do you the, know what? That's what I said. This is a great moment for you. I'm going to let you have it. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but my own team, mm. um, it's it's gone the other way. Put so the, the sad gap, music on, everyone. Well. The gap. Okay, maybe I'll... Let me yeah. put on do, do, some... Do, do, do. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> over at the Albion. <laughs> meanwhile, over at the Albion. No, yeah, that's too, too upbeat. I'll think of something else, don't worry. Loneliest man in the world good if might be doing that. That's like a training montage. Yeah. Song. Oh, I, I love a montage. Oh. I tell you what, oh, I, love I like any kind of montage in a film or TV where something that's long and arduous happens yes. in a series of brief scenario. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like building a house, um, mm-hmm. getting fit. Oh, excuse me, I've got one. Go on. Um, the makeover that the friend gives in preparation for... The new life or the new star yeah. or the new man. Yeah. Just or, what I was thinking. There's always someone sort of shake it. There'll be a woman holding a dress up against herself in a changing room on a hanger and the friend will be shaking her head <laughs> and then she'll hold another dress up and the friend oh. will clap her hands and put a thumb That's up. That's it. Nice. Okay. But sometimes people get degrees <laughs> and everything in the space yeah. of a 30-second montage. Yeah, you do feel so like... So you see them sitting up at night with the spectacles on the don't feature anywhere else in the film. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> making notes on a book with just an just angle pro poison like they, they don't want to put the uh, the main yeah. lights on in the room is the thing you like about this <laughs> that you feel like the story's got a real momentum during that montage like it, oh we're cracking through this it, it, for a second <laughs> I believe that it is yeah it, it's easier than you might think to achieve right. enormous things in life yeah it's like the plus 10 or plus 20 when you're speeding through your iPlayer or yes. one of your, do you know what I mean? I love doing yeah. that. Plus, plus 20 seconds, yeah, I'm doing it. But mm-hmm. come on, I mean, when he finally bounds up those steps in Philadelphia, having got fit, Rocky, that is a brilliant moment. Oh, yeah. And I am, like many people, have stood in those two brass foot plates at the top of those steps now, so you can stand exactly oh, where Rocky oh, stood. Oh, that's lovely, Frank. I briefly thought you were talking about the movie Philadelphia, so which did I. I don't think contains any montage scenes. <laughs> no. Less uplifting at the end. <laughs> no, that's, um, a, that's a sad Frank, piece. another thing, because I'm exactly like you in terms of I love the speedy life change oh, if yeah. you know what I mean yes totally <laughs> wish mine would hurry up um, <laughs> come on yours has <laughs> oh. celebrated <laughs> author oh. is she on Kindle Al? well um, I'm glad you asked that Frank because uh, 361 has texted morning listening as usual on Saturday morning thought I should check out Emily's book you should Question, why is it not on Kindle, Bernie, Enfield? It is on Kindle. It is on Kindle, Bernie. I'm sure he's act- that's actually Bernie Enfield. It'd be a wa- warm-up comic. <laughs> also, Al wasn't calling it Kindle Bernie. That's not no, his little name no. for Kindle. It's got to be on. Surely it's, it's on definitely it on, on there. It's, it's, Emily says it's so. It's on Kindle, I promise. But if you're, looking up, it if you're looking up, it's got more stars than oh. the firmament. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Um, can I also say in a, one of those montages that I enjoy is when they want to speed up the sort of meeting process and settling down, there's always a woman... Painting a wall in a man's shirt. Oh yeah, with a with a pregnancy bump under under a big oh, man's shirt. Lovely. Yeah, yeah maybe that. a bit of paint goes on her nose, and he might like sort that. of kiss it off. Yeah, it's often so- something. Then, then he Up dies of lead poisoning. And then yeah. he dies of lead poisoning. Gets <laughs> a real taste for it. Do you remember that um, that <laughs> Simon Bates thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that summer, Jennifer had her colon removed. It was always like, oh, it's going so well for Jennifer and Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, why did you have that bit, Simon? Well, I'm sorry about it. Yeah, get off me. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> I wouldn't tell the creepy man my private stories. <laughs> well, no, don't tell him. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've had some uh, outside world correspondence, Al, haven't we? We have. We had one regarding the film montage. Montage? What does that say? Montage. <laughs> you were talking, Frank, about the makeup. Well, you were oh, talking yeah. about the, the sort of life beats. It, it's, it's the sort of uh, accelerated improvement montage. Well, the, uh, let's call it the AIA, the AIM, because that's your yeah. AIM. <laughs> Lovely, Frank. Oh, you'd be a great life coach. In some areas. Um, yeah. 848. <laughs> I hate, strong word, but strong feelings, a film montage. Oh, no. But not quite as much as a tracking shot on an old-fashioned map with a red dotted line (laughs) showing an epic journey. Smacks of low budgets and a lack of imagination. Well, you say that, but it's so helpful and clear for me, the, the map thing. You like the map? I do. Ben continues, having said that, I don't want every toilet break and hours of searching for the sucky sweets in the glove box... Much no. love, Ben, no, and, no, and I think that's true. You you need to condense these journeys, the bo- the, the boring parts of people's lives. Where but do I don't we stand think... on maps in fiction books, you know, like. Oh no, I never look at. Yeah, those. I just flick straight through those. And that that's somewhere where in. where Kindle falls flat on its face. <laughs> <laughs> Any sort of illustration, I think. Ooh, no, I don't like this. This is like early days of the internet when it was still in Tim Berners-Lee's shed. <laughs> kind of an illustration. Oh, no. People, well, some a- people buy, like, illustrated books on Kindle. I'll tell you what I think about maps, is that I feel... Well, we're talking... I'm talking fiction here. Yeah. Is that I think... I'm finding it hard to suspend my disbelief because I can mm-hmm. imagine these characters that you've created, but don't start drawing maps, love. Because I won't believe that the people live there. No, no, I don't, I, no, I don't mm. like any of that. I don't. Also, I don't think I've seen a map in the last forty years, when I haven't imagined um, Union Jack pointy things sticking their tongues out at Nazis on the other side of the channel <laughs> from the opening titles of Dan's Army. We're all different. Let's celebrate that this morning on Absolute. It's not going into a link. I accidentally no. got into a link. We, That's uh, like when I saw um, Bob Hope live when he was 91 and having mental trouble. <laughs> when he, um, they were singing... Elegantly put. They were singing, <laughs> singing Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree with Anyone Else But Me. And it ends, um, Till I Come Marching Home, which he did about halfway through the second <laughs> verse, while the uh, entire orchestra looked alarmed and frightened. Poor Bob. But as as I said to David Baddiel at the time, at 40 quid a ticket, I think we can still laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 207 has sent us a message. Uh, You mentioned huge trucks with rockets on them when you played a clip of the Russian anthem. I was thinking about I was thinking Mayday. You did. Uh, Have you ever noticed the trucks have a tiny fire extinguisher on the front bumper? No. What's the point of that exactly? A missile capable of wiping out most of America and they've got a fire extinguisher (laughs) not much bigger than a thermos flask to put it out. Wow. 
good obs to a seven. I'm going to check that out now. I'm, I, as you can imagine, I have a, 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 a large gallery <laughs> of Soviet May Days. And it's I've one of the files, added, isn't it? I've, got, I've added computer. North Korea now. North Korea have a thing at the end of theirs where small children drive... Uh, pedal cars with facsimile <laughs> missiles on the back. They really do. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, what they should, they should have that with an enormous fire extinguisher. On Those throwing everything into strange relief. That's a great spot though. I'm going to yeah. check it out. Going to check it out. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hokey-cokey. Things have gone a bit topsy-turvy in this studio because the, you've both got the oh, wrong Talk about hot cups. drink gates. I don't like it. You know, that, you know that there's a thing now that you have your own cop that you go to the coffee shop with so that um, you're not um, imposing lots of waste and plastic and all that on the planet. Environmental emergency! Can yeah. I say, Al, um, yeah. can I tell you what completely changed my opinion about all this, is listening to Frank Skinner, yes, you heard me, interview Al Gore, which you can still listen to on Absolute Radio, and it's absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you very much. And um, on that topic... So what we should say is I've got a Doctor Who one. Yes. And, and Alan... Look up, Alan, um, <laughs> as, Yeah. And Alan has got one with a cockerel on because he's known as the cockerel. And today, in a terrible mix-up at the coffee shop, I've ended up um, sopping from the cockerel. Yes. <laughs> and he's... And I've um, got a TARDIS to drink. Yeah, he's sipping he's, the TARDIS. Um, yeah. yeah. So, okay. um, it's I mean, all right. It's, yeah, it's totally fine. It still does the job. It's just it does, not, but... It's not personalised, is it? I feel like I can taste your spit on it. <laughs> and that, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think of much nicer no, ways be, of doing it. It would be. <laughs> and also, when Al started drinking from that police box cup, he started saying, can I just be honest with you about something? <laughs> no, did I? I don't think it works <laughs> like that. Frank Actually, how, said... much, how much did it cost this, <laughs> this cup? It seems to me to be recklessly expensive. <laughs> I'm just going to say my impersonation my, of me. My, fa- me. my favourite, um, Alan Cochran, <laughs> Toby Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, on this topic, I was. Um, here's what happened to me this week. I was on uh, Sky uh, News. Ooh, oh, oh. Did we miss something? What happened? Were they, do, were they no, no, no. You? I, they haven't finally got me. Mr. Skinner, Mr. Skinner. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a rumour that I'm going to be the next leader of the. Co- no. Um, what happened was, um, I was, you know, I was selling my wares. Oh, yeah. Plugging my various uh, stand up on the uh, news. Things. On the news. That's how big I am. It's actually news. Did you wear your iHeart News t shirt (laughs) that we got sent for? uh... No, I'll tell you what happened. As we were, um, they were playing some uh, of the adverts, I think, uh, it being Sky. And I was talking to uh, Sarah, Jane, me, and and the uh, the team. And uh, and I said, uh, it's weird, I said, because. Sky News has actually slightly changed my life because I was watching, they're doing a big thing about plastic. They were one of the pioneers of making a, going on about plastic in the oceans and showing... Oh, were they? You know those really horrible pictures of plastic mm. bottles and stuff on beaches? Oh, the straws. And, and I, I said like at the it. time I was having uh, I was having 12 bottles of water delivered every week and uh, I thought, 
one morning while seeing this, I thought, you know, we're going to stop this. And I just kept, I think, two or three bottles and I just refill them from the tap. That's, that was the story. So when, we went, when it went on air, Sarah Jane me says, uh, I thought you were just telling us Sky's been quite a part of your life. So I told this story. I said, it's good, fair play mm. to them. They're doing it. Mm. So um, a couple of nights later, <laughs> I put uh, the telly on to watch the news, the, 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 uh, again on Sky. And there's a programme on Sky, which um, I don't know if you're aware of it. It's a sort of a lowbrow debate show called The Pledge. I am... Um, oh, it's... I've seen it clipped online. Never seen yes. the whole thing. Who presents it? It's, um, um I think... This is, I think it swaps around. Oh, there's, it? there's a regular team. OK. You know when you get... When you watch Question Time and they have, like, the celebrity on? Yes. I mean, it's been me, so I, can, I think I can speak openly about this. <laughs> and they've got opinions and that, and I'm not saying they're not imbeciles, but they, they don't really know mm-hmm. the topics. They're there for a bit of, you know... They're us, of, essentially. They're, they're us. Yeah. And if I want to hear us, I'll, you know, I'll let a couple of bosses go past and just stay in the stop. Yeah. Anyway, this show is just those people. <laughs> it's oh. not. It is. So is it? You know that Michael Gove quote, um, we've all, all had we've enough all had of experts. experts. Yeah. Well, this is, it was the treatment for this show. <laughs> um, but like I say, I put myself in the same thing. But I, I like to have, if you're talking about, I don't know, politics, I like to have some uh, political experts and politicians right. and stuff on. But we're all different. Anyway, I, I accidentally caught the end of um, the pledge. Right. Um it's called the pledge, by the way, I think, because it's named after pledge. You know the the multi surface cleaner because it <laughs> it cleans away any sort of nuance <laughs> or um, f- subtlety or finer points of an argument and leaves it sparkling and easy to uh, easy to uh, see. Anyway, we didn't have the sound on, obviously. Oh, didn't you? But then suddenly uh, I appear. <laughs> Right. No. I appear. And then you put the sound a clip. Up. Of course. <laughs> I want to listen to this guy. On the, on the, I'm on the, suddenly I'm on the pledge. I mean, I had one hand on my phone complaining to my agent. Yeah. But, um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you after this. <laughs> I don't know where the other one was. What happened next? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've taken the pledge. Oh, stop You've had a bit of praise, Frank. Um, well, we don't do praise. Though. I know we don't, but I'm going to read it to you only because I like it, because it's slightly dated praise. Oh, okay. okay. And I think there's a statute of limitations with praise. I think, uh, bear with, uh, Travels with Chester has got in touch Okay. via um, social media. Totally abstract, but I've just seen a clip of you in an audience with Lily Savage. From wow. 1997. Wow. Still hysterically funny. Such a fast-thinking stand-up. Now, mm. what I can't work out is, is this praise for Lily? Or me? Or for FS? Yeah, sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we were talking... Right. We were talking about, um, about uh, this thing. Can I say that the, the upshot, the reason all this cropped up, really, is that... Uh, you Scott, being on the pledge. 
Yeah, but the, the thing... The, I didn't think the things got that bad. I thought it was just Perno. The beginning <laughs> of this was um, the fact that I'd, 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 I'd done this uh, getting rid of plastic bottles because of what I'd Today I got a, a, a parcel from Sky. Uh, we heard you on Sky News saying that you use less plastic. We hope these inspire you to switch from plastic bottles altogether, etc. And um, they've sent me a one of those travel cops um, designed by Ronnie Wood. No. No. Yeah. Can you believe that? What, Ronnie Wood has designed a travel cop? Yeah. Is that already in <laughs> the news and stuff? Have well, I missed I a huge think, I story? Think, I don't think it made the bongs. No. Um, maybe Although he I, did. I, I might post a picture of me with the Ronnie Wood um, travel cop. And they've also sent me one of those, those bottles where you don't have to, uh, you know, a metal bottle. Uh-huh. So it's all lovely with Sky. OK, back to that section I'm calling the ledge on the pledge. <laughs> when I suddenly I saw... I still feel like we've got a loose end about Ronnie Wood. Didn't Kevin <clears throat> Costner come up with something to fix an oil spill or something? Oh, did, did he? he? <laughs> it feels weird. But... And, and, oh, I love and, a practical and celebrity. And the former rock and roller and now uh, musical theatre legend Tommy Steele did the sculpture of Eleanor Rigby in Liverpool. What? I know! I know! Wow. So... So it's all it's all lovely with Sky. They've mm-hmm. bought into the fact that I was inspired by them, and they're helping me in my quest to uh, eliminate plastic from yes. my life. Yeah. So anyway, the reason I was on the pledge when I turned up the sound and rewound and I'd listened to it is that they'd voted me Groveller of the Week. Oh. For um, going on Sky and talking about how they'd. Uh, it was them that had got me off plastic. <laughs> no, I like to see the pledge embracing <laughs> the uh, the save the planet uh, thing. Can you believe it? Groveller, groveller of the week for responding to a campaign <laughs> to stop people bringing plastic into the environment. Supporting their initiative. Their own initiative <laughs> on Sky. I mean. <laughs> For goodness sake. Do you get that if you donate to sort of children in need? Do they name and shame? Well, I'd like yeah. to read out a worthy donator yeah, of the exactly. week. I tell you, they were, they were a heartbeat away from calling me a do-gooder. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, they need to, the departments need to get together and say it's all right not to use plastic yeah. guys on the pledge. <laughs> They'll probably be, you know, doing some big analysis of some... I don't know, social housing thing that they uh, saw on Wikipedia. <laughs> on the pledge front, Frank, yeah. four, uh, 660 has got in touch. I've just checked our kitchen cupboard where we store the cleaning equipment. Okay. I see we have lemon pledge. Oh, I, well. I can't help feeling that not only does this give a lovely shine to wooden surfaces whilst giving off a fresh aroma, but by a freak of potch, it's absorbing negativity. <laughs> At what? the same time, a sort of wash and go of the polish world. That's from Nasha, spelt with the reg the, formation. The trouble the is, though, it's what happens once the negativity is absorbed. You don't want to come down in the morning and your lovely formica decorative laminate worktop looks like driftwood oh, as yeah. it's been rattled by negativity. You need to get yeah, it out right. of the hat. It's like the ring in The Lord of the Rings. It's toxic. I'm worried now about <laughs> the fact I used to clean myself with KFC lemon-scented <laughs> wet wipes in case of an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, that, that, actually, that explains what has happened to me in later life. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 
We should probably discuss last week's Eurovision Song Contest performance by uh, the artist known as Madonna, who I think was performing under a character. She does sometimes do mm. characters, doesn't does, she? Does she? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's the feist I hate of it. <laughs> Madame X. Madame X, oh, that's I right. I didn't know that. Yeah, she does um, <laughs> that thing, what's it called, like a doppelganger, not... um. Alter egos. Alter egos. Yeah. That's the one. Doppelgangers. Yes. What an idiot I am. You have to turn oh, around three times on. now. Honestly. Um, if you say doppelganger. Do I? There's some weird thing you have to turn around. If you say doppelganger. Yes. Oh, now we've all got to do it. It's all right. I can, I can do it on my chair. Hold on. It's the joy of the revolving <laughs> chair and well, a weird rule, isn't it? Well, the good thing is that the, the, our readers won't even notice that I'm <laughs> doing it. I'm now, of course, I'm wrapped in... I'm going to have to do it again, guys. Don't do Sorry. I'm a little bit concerned that Hold if you on do to your three, breakfast. you might end up strangling yourself with that cable. No, everything's fine. Don't worry. Don't panic. Oh, Here we gone. are. We're back. For the readers, he's gone back the way he came. So yes. It's, uh, it's not... Yes, it was Sorry, in uh, Tel Aviv, and... Well, I was... Uh, a, a friend of mine, who is uh, Jewish, uh, said to me, it's Tel Aviv. Really? Yeah. Oh, is that correct? I do apologise. So I'm sticking with that. Okay. All right. Tel Aviv. And, uh, yeah, she she was uh, dressed as Madame X, which seemingly involves wearing a black eye patch with yeah, some I don't, sparkles I'm, on it. I'm unsure about that. Is but the eye sort of disability chic. <laughs> uh, yes, I felt a bit similar to that. If I did my tour in a <clears throat> mobility scooter on stage, I think I'd be roundly condemned. There would be con- some... Brouhaha. There would be, yeah. yeah. I don't see why you can just take on the uh, the the eye patch as if it's uh, some sort of you know comedy sexy thing. I think she's showing us her. Um, if I may use well, the show us everything else. Well, if I may you. use the football commentator's phrase, bounce back ability. You know when mm. uh, they say that about teams that have been under duress and then they bounce yes. back. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the last time we discussed Madonna's public performance, she tripped off some stairs. Yes. And I think she's saying, yes. not only can I still perform live, but I can still perform live with only one eye. I'm only using one. Oh, okay. I think she's saying to us, I'm all right, guys. That was I don't a even risk. need my depth because, perception. Uh, unable to judge distance, of course, if you've oh, yes. got one eye. I can't believe she could if do that. If only she'd remembered the other bit about performing live. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that was it. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I knew she'd forgotten. I think she spent so much focus on the spatial awareness, she forgot she, she forgot was you singing. She forgot you had to sing. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was using... What if she used a three-dimensional stave <laughs> and because she only had one eye she couldn't see the spaces between the notes and this became confused oh, that's why it. she was all over the shop I have to say I mean we all I know I'm not a fan of Madonna in it with a capital F I have seen her live a couple of times just because she is a social Me phenomenon yeah. mm-hmm. and live she you know she gives good show right. and um, I, you know she's a, a, a ledge indeed but a pledge the slightly <laughs> off key Performances, but there's that one was honestly like it was the it was the Madonna's answer to Les Dawson playing the piano. <laughs> it was like when somebody you know when somebody does comedy bad singing and you think well no one ever gets it that mm-hmm. wrong. In an audition for someone being tuneless, you would say take it down a bit. Yeah. 
Wouldn't you? You'd say it's a bit over the top. But we're all doing a metaphor. It was uh, it was like you know when the sat nav <laughs> drives into a bit of road that has been made new, and the tune was over there, and she was in a sort yes. of no man's yes, land. Yes, it, it didn't register the new roundabout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's> <laughs> <laughs> but as I said to Lorraine Kelly only this week, we can forgive. Clang. We can forgive. <laughs> Name drop, Frank. Do you yeah. want to get the Hoover uh, out? <laughs> we can forgive Madonna a lot because she comes over. Such a lovely person. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. So, Madam Eggs. Madam, you know, I AKA had, Alan I, the Pirate. I had not picked up at all on the fact that um, she was a character. Oh, it's like. Um, when he interviewed her before the man. The um, man. Um, <laughs> well, I don't. The only presenter I know, I know was uh, Bar Raffaele. Do you know? You know do you yes, know she Bar went out Raffaele? with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio exactly. for a while. And it's a, it's a sort of super bottle. And she did two brilliant things. Do you know anything of Bar Raffaele? I mean, no. you know her work. No, Inevitably, she's you know a beautiful woman, and that she's a model. Right. She mm. looks great. But two, she did two fabulous things. Um, she didn't pay tax for years because she didn't live anywhere, was her argument. Oh, um, good which argument. Is an, it's a great, no-fixed-abode supermodel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my favourite one is that she avoided uh, national service in Israel by um, marrying someone for a very short period and oh. then on marrying them. Oh. And when they asked her about it, she said... Um, Celebrities have other needs. <laughs> so, um, well, I'll tell you the only other I one I recognised was. Are you familiar with uh, Verka Suderka? Suderchka? No. The super odd in a tinfoil hat. Oh, yes, yes. But I mean, that, isn't it awful? As soon singer. as I say that, you say, oh, yes. That's a singer, oh, not yes. a present. I oh, know, no, I like her. Bought uh, Freddie Mercury's car. Is that right? Yes. Rolls Royce, yeah. Really? Here you go. Honestly, the facts are absolutely <laughs> spilling out of us. It's I'd like, like working with a... Fry. It's like having Fry on the show, but no cards. That's the difference. I'd like to apologise as the motoring correspondent of the show. I feel I should have known that uh, Freddie Mercury's Rolls Royce was bought by. Um... Mercury Sudershka. Bless you. Sudershka, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry, so, but back um, to you in the studio, Frank Skinner. Can I um, can I just say that that the uh, the the Madonna performance, which was uh, in many ways unbelievable, <laughs> you'd think, you know what? If you if you fired into a dark, um, let's say a pigeon loft, you would hit some pigeons, right? <laughs> She seemed to, as the note came, she seemed to dock away at the last minute, like Keanu Reeves in uh, The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the note, you've got this. Wow! Oh. You've swerved out you've of the way. You've missed of it. The egg there, <laughs> I, it was almost like um, she was reading the, the clear bits on the stave and, and trying to avoid the, the black dots. But it was. it was. Um, well, they've put the new. They've put the. Uh, 
I mean, I don't want to say auto-tuned, but let's, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. That's a tidied up version. They've put a cleaner version, yeah. uh, uh, an easier to listen to version, up on uh, yeah, their official is, website. It is the definition of easy listening. <laughs> <for the laughs> I know, but, that, that has but read you can't me do it look, after the fact. That's made me look no. a liar to so many of my friends. <laughs> oh, I've said, you've got to watch it because you won't believe. And they've looked it up on there and they've cleaned it all up and now she sings. Yeah. I won't say beautifully, but... Um, she sings, you know. Yeah. I mean, that is... tune. We should say the suggestion is, and this is a, a suggestion, that the um, playback or the auto... She, she normally does... She, does, she doesn't really sing live. That's oh. what people often say. But what about when... It, well, I've seen her in concert twice, as I said. Well, oh, you're telling oh. me she wasn't singing live. I, I, you may say that. I it's, couldn't possibly live. Another glimpse behind the curtain. Yes. Oh. First the big onion and now this. No, yeah, exactly. Is <laughs> that another know. of her characters? Welcome to Shudurchka. She comes on as an enormous onion. onion. <laughs> yeah, be careful on that. At the end of it, by the way... Um, she fell off the top steps. She just oh, fell yeah, backwards. I didn't like that bit. Wasn't that a deliberate reference to when she fell? Was it no, Coachella? I think, I think some of the was other dancers. Coachella or was that woman with the horrible advent calendar? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the thing where she fell off? That was off? the Brits. Oh, was it? That was, was the Brits it? she fell off at. But she fell off was with. It? Oh, well. She I fell off it... with Quavo. Did you see Quavo? Yes, yes. Qua- uh, Quavo, was it? I called him Quavo the whole night. Oh, man. I thought he was a bit did. cheesy. He's <laughs> take-off's uncle. Cheesy Quavo. <laughs> um, He's Offset's was... cousin as well. Is he really? Mm. Oh. Is, that, is, is he one of the um, <laughs> Lancashire Offset's? I know the family. Oh yes, yeah. Went to school. So you think is it was it intentional? The well, was it a joke? About, was it I mean, a she's, nod you know, to. she's a great one for self mockery and known uh, for it. Yeah, she's got a lovely sense of humour. Oh no, yeah. that was someone else. <laughs> so uh, did she fall off? Saying, "Look, I can fall off, and it's fine." Was that the was that the point at the end? Maybe. Well, some of the previous dancers had fallen at that point. Like, yeah, that, those are the ones who forgot to put the auto tune on. Those are the ones who fell. Was it a celebration of the... Uh, I'd, I'd have got uh, Gemma Collins on to recreate her <laughs> oh, that uh, been... fall into a trap door on the... Uh... I wonder if Gemma Collins would have done Tel Aviv uh, even if they hadn't offered a 10 quid for turning up. <laughs> what about if after Madonna had fallen at the Brit, she'd been on um, MasterChef doing that? <laughs> like, you know, GC was paid off, she always claimed, yeah. by the BBC. <laughs> The only gig of, was it MasterChef? Is that what it's called? I think, so, yeah. I think it's the. She's she did the only it with Zoe, person. Zoe was on it. She's the only person to um, have her contract arranged by injury lawyers for <laughs> you. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We have been talking about the Eurovision Song Contest. Can I say that Madonna's performance on there was um, she used like a prayer backed with a lot of video footage of um, Roman Catholic clerical figures. Oh, here we go. As a clear oh, yes. attack on... I'm just saying... Was it? Oh, yeah, I'm just saying God doesn't always use the thunderbolt. Sometimes, <laughs> he, he, sometimes he goes for the vocal cords. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was a clear attack. I thought oh, Can I say a... as well, I mean, she took a while getting down those stairs. Did she? Oh, no, but it was, was a bit. It wasn't you know, her. Mr. Chonia knows help is on its way. Until Alan informed me of the Madame X element, uh. I'm now thinking maybe Madame X can't sing. Oh yeah, that character. Oh, that's the yeah, shtick. She's very method. Well, I saw. I think. It, I think it was Sally Ann Field. Is that yes. possible in Cabaret? Mm. 
mm-hmm. at Studio 54 in mm-hmm. New York mm-hmm. um, with Alan Cumming. Do you know Alan Cumming? No, but thanks for uh, the tip. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. she played uh, Sally Bryce in Cabaret, the, the Liza Minnelli role, mm-hmm. and her singing was a bit hit and miss. Mm. And I thought, I'm surprised that she got the... It was fine, but not great. Yeah. I thought I was surprised she got the job. Close, but no cigar. And then after I thought, maybe that she's such a good actress, she has thought, you know what? Liza Minnelli wouldn't have got sacked in a million years right. in Cabaret yes. because yes, she's too true. amazing. Yeah. The real Sally Bryce is a slightly tragic... Sally Bowles, isn't Sally it? Sally Bowles, yeah. Sally mm. Bryce is... Um, Someone Something you once went out with? No, Sally Bryce is another lead figure. Yes. In a musical? Or I in think a... like Funny Girl or something like that. Oh. Fanny Bryce. Fanny Bryce. Yeah. Oh. We got there. We, um, honestly. Campus, two Thank minutes God. ever I, I, read it, I read it as Bryce. That's why I was avoiding it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, Sally Bowles, of Sally course. Sally Bowles, yeah. Sally Bowles wouldn't be a brilliant, amazing performer, would she? She'd be no. okay because yeah. her vo- her whole life was just chaos. So uh, maybe Madonna's thinking, I don't want to make Madame X another brilliant singer like me. I'll, I'll yeah. paint her as a slightly that she's so powerful and evil that that um, you can hear it. Yeah. Someone has texted him five five zero. I didn't hear it, but I know someone who was actually there and her singing was fine in the room. Calm I- off. I believe that person must have a room full of lemons, hasn't <laughs> Because there's no, you've got to have some light and dark. They're certainly a very dedicated fan. Yeah, uh, that's well, look, for sure. I wonder whether we all have a bad night, you know. Oh, I mean, I've I've had a few gigs that I would happily auto tune yeah. if I had the. Uh, but would you? Bad night, would bad you? night at the match. I mean, that was Eric Cantona proportions. <laughs> she she based. I think that was a disgruntled employee. That would be a brilliant last act of revenge, wouldn't it? To oh, le- to to switch off the auto tune. Yeah. Can I you imagine? I could, she must be able to sing a bit. She's a singer by trade. <laughs> You'd think. Well, I don't want to appear naive, <laughs> but she must be able to sing somewhat. Yeah. You know Come on, you, guys. You know when you off. were trying not to appear naive? Yeah. <laughs> Epic fail. Oh. Yes. <laughs> but what about in the early days when she yes. turned up? The voice has so many things. Oh, Madame X. Frank, at some point, I would like to discuss the Icelandic entry. Well, Hatari, are you familiar with their work? There's still time, don't worry, but we need to, uh, we need to have this break. OK. on Absolute Radio. Oh, someone wants to know the details. 526, Frank, can you announce your details about you coming to Cambridge in November and where in Cambridge? Tracy, look, we can't offer a bespoke service. Yeah. But please come, However, Tracy. Do come, Tracy. I mean, Google could be a friend here, Tracy. Or specifically, you can find tickets at, I think, frankskinnerlive.com. Is that it, Frank? Well, that probably would well, Probably. Oh, <laughs> I love him. He doesn't even know his website. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, that, uh, show, but, um, all the dates for showbiz are on the Frank are on frankskinnerlive.com. But briefly, now. The, the the whole of June and some July, Leicester Square Theatre, London, Edinburgh, um, at the festival, and then September onwards, all over the UK. Can <laughs> <laughs> we talk, Frank, about the Icelandic entry? Now, which one was that? That was that the very heavy metal one. When you say very heavy metal, I mean they were 
friends of yours, if you know what I mean. Oh, they, uh, they were in the um, community. They, they, uh, they were in... The, there was a bondage element. Bondage element? Yeah. That spikes coming out of their face. Yeah, they had a bit of that. They had collars. There was no one who wasn't attached to a metal collar. They had spikes coming out of their face? Yes. One had those... You know those sort of rubber, spi- rubber spikes? No, no, but I think they... Uh, How did they do a pre-show hug? That was the guy who opened all their bills. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it was very practical, as it turned out. They're called Hatari. Right. Which I believe means haters. Oh. Well, haters gonna hate. Hatari gonna hari. Hatari. (laughs) Hatari gonna... Yeah, I don't want to heart. I hate to be hard. it's not my thing. (laughs) Yeah. They, they yeah, were I, quite I, extraordinary. They had gimp suits, we should say, what? unless people didn't see it. Yeah, they had this. gimp suits. Yeah, they are. But I quite like them because they were all different and strange, and I did like it. I knew they weren't going to get anywhere, but right. But I well, not during the show anyway. No, <laughs> I, lo- I tell you, my I loved um, the Slo- Slovenia one. What was that then? It was a a, a couple dressed in white. Yes, she was staring at him. The girl looked like she was part of some secret government programme to um, examine uh, psychokinetic powers. Right. (laughs) She'd been in a lab that afternoon (laughs) moving ball bearings with her mind (laughs) and then turned up for uh, for the music thing. Yes. And she stood a bit too close to him. Yeah. And looked a bit strange, but I did love it. Yes, I, I thought you'd like that. Th- it's been steadily um, squeezed out of Eurovision, any sort of anything that's a bit different or interesting. Oh, and has it? It's, it's, it's very much, it's a sort of default stuff that sounds like a, an X Factor mm. sound check. Oh, that's a pity. It's all X Factor, except for, well, we should say Michael Rice, our entry, the British entry. Rice. Yes. It didn't, it didn't go well. No. no, in fact... Poor guy. He, we thought it didn't go well, and then it turns out, well, it went even worse. <laughs> yeah, that was... I mean, that was... He finished bottom with 16, and then three days later they said, we got it wrong. It's actually 11. <laughs> what? They took five more points I off I think him. what happened was they heard it again. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel... I, I mean, I, I mean, I, yes, shame. he was a nice bloke, etc. He had a lovely voice and he had the classic X Factor, you know, he looked like Boy Next Door, Northern mm-hmm. Accent and all that. But um, for all that, it was an incredibly uh, dull, what you'd expect kind of a thing. And when I saw it, I said to Kat, this will finish bottom. I did do that thinking that we finished bottom most years. We hadn't actually finished bottom since 2010. But I just, I felt he, you know, if he'd been given a good song, who knows? Michael Rice. Mm. The, well, song, the song was called Bigger Than Us. It was a song about everyone else's true. scores. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can't... It, that, was our, uh, that was our theme song when I worked at a fashion magazine. <laughs> it, was, it was about people who didn't work yeah. at a fashion magazine. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. There was Norway 
Who, uh, yes. Do you remember that one? I really liked that one, and that won the public vote. Did that it? was a sort of Lily Allen, Kate Nash. Oh, no, that was Denmark. No, no, this oh. one, it was people... It was, a, it was a, 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 quite a good song, but they had a bloke singing, I think it's called Sami, and it's a sort of the Sami people mm. are um, in that sort of Norway, Northern Europe thing. Mm. And it would cut to this bloke with a shaven head, and he'd go... It was brilliant. I mean, he <laughs> made that. It, was, it reminded me of what Eurovision used to be like right. when it was like represented different countries. Yes. Instead of a lot of people singing in English trying to become stars. Well, in the uh. days when there were songs where the chorus went, with my golden boots. I mean, my golden boots. Was oh, I don't remember that Oh, one. golden boots. And a bolly be a bolly bear. I don't think they should sing in English unless they, they're English-speaking countries. I think you should represent your country, shouldn't you? <laughs> don't you? I, I agree. I think it's a sellout. Mm. And uh, we should say Michael Rice. That's uh, the British entry. Yeah. I mean, where he was going wrong, that wasn't the job for him with the name. Yeah, rice. yeah. They, rice, rice, baby. Got, <laughs> should have gone. Didn't he have got that, plenty yeah. of rice in the Middle East. Some of them, they don't need our rice. He had that on his T-shirt, though, didn't he? When he arrived back at the airport, he said, rice, rice, baby. Is that true? Did he? Yeah, and I think the Daily Mail said his cheeky T-shirt. I thought, mm. well, I don't get it. Is <laughs> <laughs> someone ordering? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that song... Um, you might say anyone who doesn't have lemons at home might be appalled by the negativity towards that song. But mm. people said, you know, it's like it's a patriotic thing. That song was written by, I think, I think four people, mm. one of whom was a Canadian woman called Laurel Barker, who also wrote Germany, Swiss and Switzerland's songs. What? She and put one the, of the in for us. And one of the other writers, OK, he was born in London, yeah. but he grew up in Sweden, and he was the bloke representing Sweden in the Eurovision. Are you joking me? So the song... They're playing Shut against up. themselves, these yeah, people. But so, this is disgusting. So they're not songs that emanate from those... Countries. Oh. Well, mean. not just that. There needs to be a steward's inquiry. Indeed. I love that phrase. I wish yeah. there was. Need, but Frank, this is wrong. I agree. I, I don't think it's right. But anyway, it's true. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, the whole the whole thing is uh, it needs a bit of a reshuffle. That's my verdict. Europe. No. <laughs> well, actually, he blamed Brexit for he getting such a low Brexit. score. I mean, God bless him for that. He had oh. that up his, he had that up his uh, sleeve. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I know if this doesn't work. If this doesn't no work, lads, leave it to me. I'd blame it on Brexit. <laughs> no problem. And I can hear that now. I can hear it being said in the tent, the tent outside. <laughs> the tent. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Frank, 559 has a poser for you. OK. If Frank thinks Eurovision entries should only sing songs in their own language, mm. how does he feel about the idea that maybe all West Bromwich players should actually be born in West Bromwich? As a non-sports fan, I think it's logical, but I know nothing really. But Game the, of Thrones. But the West Natalie Bro Burgess from Wakefield. Well, the thing is... Oh, your witness. The thing is, Nat, if I can call you that, the mm -hmm. West Brom players are representing West Brom, and so it doesn't matter where they came from. They are there to represent the team. Mm -hmm. um, the team uh, 
is not a, a, a country or anything of that mm. nature. It's a club, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a limited company, I believe. Is it? Whereas if you represent your country, especially in the Eurovision Song Contest, it seems to me, A, that the song should be written by someone from that country. Mm. Yes. And also... Isn't it's it all about national the... pride and being... It's all about this celebration of this... Uh, Nigel Farage. I know this is a bit unfashionable, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. that Europe is so diverse and interesting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see... I think they, they should be proud to sing in their own languages. Yes. Yeah. I'm certainly not... Even if some of them are <laughs> unpleasant on the ear. <laughs> well, well, but I, I like those ones, Al. Well, I'm loving I it. Like Sarmy, I must say. Eloi, Eloi, love. I mean, I'll be singing that all day. Well, someone I think we has, all will yeah, seven eight six. Yes, Diggy Lou Diggy Lay, Norwegian winners. I think they only sang in English after they won when they sang the winning song again because they sometimes ah. do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think if if you want to do it after, but when you're out there representing, I mean, so look, like Madonna redoes it in tune, they redo it in English. <laughs> you know what? In that outfit, Madonna, I think, should have come out to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or if she'd come out and just danced in a very jolly fashion. <laughs> Can she dance in a jolly fashion? No. I don't. I really. Don't, I haven't bought into people saying, "Oh, she she needs to retire now after one bad gig." I don't want that to become a generally held no. Uh, Test. <laughs> she had uh, right her there. designer was present actually at the gig. John Paul Gaultier. Was well, it? Did he? Did he design that outfit? He he the is responsible for Madame X. <laughs> so the really? good news is Frank JPG fan of a cape. Just oh, saying. How did, how did I miss the whole Madame X uh, <laughs> thing? I watched the show, listened to everything. I I just thought it was Madonna in an outfit. Well, I missed the show, but read about Madonna being Madame X. Uh, Where did so. you? What were you searching for when you put in X, Madame X? Eh? Yeah, I was just searching <laughs> Madame X. It's one of my regular <laughs> Google searches, actually. Because she had an X on her eye patch. Yeah, like mm. a big X, and I thought it looked like you know when in. In the Beano, people have a plaster on something. They do it in that X way. <laughs> and you thought, that one, that needs to be under the eye patch, yeah. doesn't it? You fall. You thought my eyes are even sore, that, more sore than usual today. I'll put a plaster. <laughs> well, not on the patch, love. <laughs> I got so confused. Emily Dean, I don't want you to think Emily Dean is, is in a massive sulk for this link. <laughs> she's, uh, she's, she's gone. Some, she had to race across town. Everything's fine. Don't yeah, worry. I'm not sure sulking would be her style either. No, so, well, uh, we, um, we, we have, uh, we're totally male now. We'll soldier on. It's very, very we'll unfashionable. Soldier on. Uh, solder, we'll solder on. She could probably yes. talk about soldering. <laughs> and um, welding. We could even talk about oh, welding for the last link if you fancy. Neither of them my areas of expertise, actually. I know, we should be more male than we are, but yeah. nevertheless. We've had an email um, from Roger Cook about lemons. Not Roger Cook, the uh, investigative reporter. I hope it is Roger Cook, the investigative reporter, but there's no clue that it is. He's just sent a little joke because we were discussing lemons earlier. It's a pity he's not in contact because, remember, we had a debate before about... Um, 
How to get through a door. How to get through a door, whether you should elbow. <laughs> Shoulder it. Or, or, or foot, or use the foot to kick a door down. If you got to get it. Because he was great. He was very good at doorstepping, wasn't yes. he? Yes. Roger Cook, that was his speciality. Sort of feels like he invented that doorstepping yeah, documentary thing. I think of that. He's a doorstepping pioneer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, it's, Roger pro- it's Cook probably is, not him. It's probably not him, but I if it is... I, th- I have an idea he might touch. be no longer uh, with Oh, us. well, that's awkward. I think... Um, um, I, bet he got, I bet he got into heaven, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to shut the door. Oh, <laughs> why did you let him in, in, Peter? Well, I couldn't see any foot in the gates. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept shouting at me about the entry requirements being unfair. Um, morning, all. I might be having lemon grizzle cake later. To uh, see how it's... Like, grizzle? It, like, meaning that he's a moody person. Oh, and he's done a little pun on well, lemon drizzle cake. I see. Strong work, Very Roger nice. Cook. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and we've also had an email. During the week, uh, you recently, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, you recently discussed Kinder Eggs. Oh, Kinder Eggs and their illegal status in America because the law states in America that you cannot sell food stuff mm-hmm. with an inedible item in the middle of it. Well, let me bring to your attention this email from Suzanne. Uh, hi Frank, Alan and Emily I'm going to change that Hi Frank and Alan yeah. I'm referring to a previous show when you discussed Kinder Eggs and the American law on the selling of them One evening we were having our evening tea and the conversation Good time uh, The no, conversation. No need, no need for repetition of evening Oh between <laughs> The conversation between my five and seven year olds became about Kinder Eggs so I started to quote the show about the Kinder Joy and the reason behind it to my husband as he is a professor the, of customer... The kinder joy, I should say. Yeah. If you'll forgive me. Oh, my nose is... Um, um, the kinder joy <laughs> is... Um, you forget is you're it, on the radio for is, a second. I did, yeah. Is a, what, now we're men together, I figure I'll pick my nose. Um, With your car keys. The kinder joy is a kinder egg that doesn't have that um, the uneatable item in it. It has it to one side, so that's legal in, in England. Uh-huh. In America, rather. Well, she told her uh, husband this theory of yours, and she says, as he is a professor of customer behaviour. Wow. That's his handle. I thought he would be interested in it. His first response was instantly, what about fortune cookies? Wow, straight completely stuck with the response, as it is an item of food and does contain something non-edible. I would love to know your thoughts. Thanks, Suzanne. He's got us there, Annie. He's got us. That's uh, bang to rights. Oh, he's got us. He's got the American <laughs> the professor law of enforcement agency. Yeah, um, that is a good point. Maybe they're allowed to be inedible in food if it contains wisdom. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a good. But imagine what, at the post mortem, um, cutting into my esophagus. <laughs> And uh, finding a little bit of paper that says you're going to choke if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anyone's got the answer to that, um, don't, we, we were about to end the show, but um, we, we'd be happy to read it out next week. I don't know how they um, how they slipped through the net, the fortune. No, we got around that. Cookie. I love the idea of the wisdom clause. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out! This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.